0: What's up guys, welcome back to the Man of Experience with John the Don. In the last episode we talked a lot about identifying problems, why we made this podcast, and a couple stories of uh, some great men in our lives that I think we should take some inspiration from. So looking to this episode, we want to cover a couple things. So we're looking at some problems in life that men experience And the ways that we can attack each of these different problems. Okay. Let's get right into it. And we're going to start out with number one, relationships. Relationships are one of the biggest things that you will ever have in your life. You're going to have relationships with family, friends, coworkers, you know, women and The way that you manage these relationships will have a lot to do with your sanity and with your health overall um, in your life. And if you're able to manage these relationships in the right way, then you'll be able to do a good job of getting the most out of each of these relationships and being able to... uh, These relationships will bring the most out of you is what I want to say. So whether that be... You know, for instance here, one of the big problems that a lot of guys have is they have a partner or relationship that they feel like they're trapped in. And they feel as though they cannot leave that person. Or maybe it's not that they don't even think that they can leave the other person, but it's that they have not had any other person that they've been with. And so therefore they feel like, well, this is the one person for me that's always been there and they'll always be for me. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's really not always like that in life. Not everyone is going to have the same mindset as you are. And if you haven't established that sort of frame uh, early on in your relationship with a woman. And you're kind of living on her terms or you're not really doing things in your way. And she's following along with you. You're going to be trapped and you're going to feel as though. There's a lot of pressure on you to do things 100% for her instead of doing things for you. And I think a lot of guys are afraid to be selfish and they're afraid to tell the other party or the other person no because they're worried about what that person may think of them or they, they're they worried that they're going to you know, say, oh, okay, well, forget it, I'm leaving. And oftentimes there's going to be women that will feign that where they'll act as though they're uninterested because you told them no or say that, Oh, well, I'm, I'm just going to, we need to take a break. We need to get out of here. You know, I need a break to figure out if this is going to work. And what it is, is it's a test to see how you react. It's a test to see if you're the man that you say you are when you told her no, because the man that told her no, if that man is truly the man by the time whatever break that she comes up with in her funny little mind comes around by the time it's up, if she's really serious about it, she'll have left. (laughs) And I guarantee you she's not going to be serious because a lot of times when they do this, they are wanting you to send her a message or communicate to her first in order to, basically establish that they have control of the relationship because it's their way of gaining power. Withholding the sex, withholding their attention to you is a way for them to gain back their control. Now, the thing with women is that they crave attention, and believe it or not, they are very sexual creatures, so they want to be and have relationships like that where they are not the dominant party. They're not the dominant person in the relationship. So us as men, our job is to be the dominant figure. We're the ones that are supposed to be strong, stoic. We need to show power in our relationships. And if we don't have that frame established from the beginning, oftentimes we're going to lose or cede ground to our partner. And that just creates a whirlwind of problems. And in if you've put in a lot of emotional energy into something uh, in a relationship like that, and it ends up, bec- it can end up affecting your health mentally because now all of a sudden you have this, you know, this person who's going to be a vacuum and just completely drain all of your emotional energy that you might need focusing on something else that's more important, such as your passion, your purpose, your life, you know, your job. Those are things that should matter number one, to you because that's the way that you obtain your status. That's how you gain your value as a man. So how do we manage to control this? And I've said before, you know, you have to be willing to say no. And if she comes up with some idea in her mind about, oh, we need to take a break or, oh, you know, this isn't working out. Don't give up any ground. Hold your ground, stand your ground, and let her be the one to figure it out if she really wants to hang out with you or not. Because in the long run. It's not going to hurt you if she ends up leaving. It really won't. And I think that's a hard pill for some guys to swallow. But the truth of the matter is. Women are a dime a dozen. Okay, Every single day. There's a new woman out there that's turning 18. That's young. It's beautiful. And is willing to fall into your frame. But the biggest thing that guys do not. Recognize or understand. When they're with this woman. Is that. They think that that's the only woman in the world that will ever love them. Or, well, I say love them, but like them at that point in time. It's the only one that will ever like them. And it's just not true. Now, and let's let's just continue on looking at some other relationships. Friends, family. Your family shapes who you are. Um, but I would I would say they kind of mold you. But I think your friends are the ones that can refine you. Uh, even further to become better, and you know they say that a person is pretty much the average of their whatever their five friends are, their five people they hang- spend the most time with. That's who they become. That's the person that they will showcase. So if you're hanging around with five people that are on the streets doing, you know, drug deals or committing crimes and, you know, showing low energy, low passion, low purpose, they have no drive in life to do anything beyond just hanging around, playing video games, then there's a very good chance that you're going to fall into that lifestyle. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you have a group of five friends who are out chasing their goals, their passions, they have a purpose in life, they're driven, they're men of God, or they're, you know, reading... Books every day. They're, you know, working on their, you know, new proposal for their their job, or they have a business uh, idea that they're coming up with and they're wanting to make it happen. These kinds of people are the ones that you want to surround yourself with. These kinds of people are going to be the ones that will be very fair in their assessment of you. If you ask them for help, uh, they'll be willing to help you. If you show the interest in them, and they'll if you do help them they will be willing to help you. So having that understanding, we should be looking to excommunicate any friends that do not support our values, do not support our needs and our growth mindset that we should all be having, we should all be sharing as men. Okay, so having a growth mindset, having a mindset of wanting to be the best as a guy, you need to find five people that are just like that. You need to have mentors in life who are above you, and you need to have people who are not at your level, okay? That you can help mentor as well. Guys that are younger than you, less experienced. You know, when you do end up improving or growing, you need to help others out. That's your goal. That's your calling, okay? With your family, family, I would, I want you guys to still be with your family if they've been there for you. What I will say about family is that it is very important to recognize when, you know, if you do come from a family background where there was a lot of dysfunction or disorganization, that you need to be wary of that, okay? You need to be wary about how much you let them back in your life because there will be some family members who may come asking for some financial help and want you to, you know, help them start a new I don't know. Let's say they're going to want they want to start a new um a new business. They want to start a new restaurant. But the thing is is that they've never really been there for you. They know you have money. They've never really been there for you. They've never really taken much interest in you once you went on your own way. And all of a sudden they come ringing you up because they're already in debt and they want some more money. They want something from you. A lot of football players, a lot of star athletes, a lot of uh, you know, rappers, whatnot. They have family and friends like this that they want to that swindle money out of them. And it's so important to recognize which people in life are really for you and which ones are not. And you know, we we talked a little bit there for a moment about money. So I think we might as well continue on to that situation of financial health. All right, I call it financial health because. Financial health, I think, is the number one thing that any person, any man can take care of because a man with money has the ability to obtain more status. But not only that, if you have fuck you money in life, there's no person that can control you. There's no thing that can hold you back. There's nothing that can stop you from saying, well, fuck it, I'm gonna go take a trip over to Arizona and go look, you know, drive through the mountainside and have a good time. Or I'm going to go over to Miami and start, you know, go sit out on the beach for a couple of days because I have that kind of money where I'm not worried about that if I do that for a couple of days, if I want to. So anytime you have an issue with somebody, like let's say a woman, for instance, if you have that kind of money, you can just say, okay, goodbye. I got the next one coming right into my house right now. Uh, you know, new girl calling. So uh, get your shit and get out. And I think a lot of guys need to remember that, that money is power when you are the one that holds it. Okay. Money is power. So finding that way to make that money is going to make you a much, much more driven person. I think when you, now I'm not saying that you should chase money exclusively because if you do, you're going to ignore the other important aspects of your life but I think that a big part of your life needs to be centered around how can I maximize my wealth? How can I maximize my financial situation and improve it to a degree in which I don't have to worry about a lot of my, you know, a lot of the problems that I have in life. When I get that sort of money, I can be able to wish away or will away just from having that kind of money because I'm not going to be feeling any pressure to, you know, live paycheck to paycheck, I don't have to worry about that anymore. If I have that sort of money where, you know, I'm not worrying about rent, I'm not worrying about electricity or water or food or, you know, gas in my car. That and There will be times in your life, guys, where financially you're going to struggle. But some of the ways that you can solve that problem is maximizing what it is, the skills that you have in finding a way to financially... Uh, be able to generate more revenue, more income for yourself. All right. So some of the best ways to do this, if you're a young guy, okay, let's say you're in your teens and you don't have a lot of experience. Okay. You don't have a lot of skills. You're still very young. The biggest thing I'm going to tell you guys is now is you need to work on your skills. You need to start creating more relationships with people um good people might I add but you need to make connections get relationships with different groups of successful people find a way i don't know how you'll you know i don't really care how you figure it out if you it's making friends through church let's say a a church group and you just talk to different parents uh of friends of yours and see what they're into see what they do and ask them about their interests and that's a good way to make friends right there um And those connections can help you if you're looking to secure an internship uh, or multiple internships and work your way through that to find a job um, that can eventually become a high-paying job. Now, the biggest thing, though, I want to mention is that with jobs is that jobs are very much uh, dependent on the times. Okay, so... A lot of guys just assume if I get a good job, that's going to fix all my problems. I would, and my financial problems at least, and I would say that's not necessarily the case because you can be a $400,000 earner and still be poor because it's based upon how much you spend, okay, every year. So it's your revenue minus your expenses, okay? That's your your net income, all right? So let's think about this. So if we want to make sure that we have enough money financially to support ourselves. We need to make sure that we are not spending more than we are bringing in. Okay. So there's a lot of useless shit in life that guys get bent over or bent out of shape over or want to have, you know, you have a lot of wants in life cars, cars for one are going to be the biggest thing that guys are going to spend a lot of money on when they don't have it. Um, and then they'll spend too much of it when they do have money. So, there's nothing wrong as a guy if you're young of having a car that's inexpensive, um, or that is cheap. The biggest thing is can it get you from one place to the other, and until you have a very uh, significant financial, until you have significant financial stability, you should not be trying to improve your car any further than what is necessary. You can upgrade over time when there's nothing wrong with that, like trading in your car for maybe a slightly better looking car. But I would say that you should be very slow and methodical with that process. Okay. So that's one thing that we'll get into a little bit more. But uh, if you're a young guy, start any business that you can right now. I mean, we're looking at, you know, mowing lawns, sweeping any housekeeping kind of thing if you have neighbors you know just ask them if they would be willing to let you do chores around their house for a little bit of money here and there walking dogs um, taking care of dogs taking care of pets you know just doing like if you're 16 uber eats that sort of delivery services um, you know even just working regular fast food jobs working any job that you can find or that you can do, but I would say do it in this in a business-oriented way. So the one about mowing lawns is you or lawn care service is that you can get some friends in on this and start your own business. And you can maneuver your way to where you make more money out of the whole situation. Um, but anyway, if you're an older guy, let's say you're in your 20s or you're in your 30s, you've acquired probably some more skills. If you've uh, been doing things right, you have some... You know, you have more job experience, you have more financial status potentially, or maybe not. You may be in more trouble because you're now having to provide for yourself. Um, what I would say is you need to make sure that you know where you are financially. And I'm sure most of you probably do know where you are, but that is the biggest thing that will make the difference between making money and making your money work for you. And being poor. Okay. So if you are a young guy, let's say you are 15, 16, 17, when you do work these jobs, when you do work these uh, side hustles or businesses, what you need to do is you need to start right away, open up an IRA, open up a personal stock account through a brokerage, or even if you wanted to, a crypto account uh, through something like Coinbase. And you need to start diversifying and investing that money into different stocks or different um, bonds you know crypto whatever you would like to invest in but you need to do so at an early age because compounding interest will work in your favor 30 40 50 years from now okay okay so that's the number one thing is having an investment portfolio that can last you for uh, and can grow without you having to touch it without you having to do anything start a business that you can use and utilize on your own and be able to make the most out of that situation that you're in especially when you're young because that's the that's the basically the groundwork of your success for the future for my older guys again just you need to find a way to work whatever job you have to provide for what you know the situation that you're in and find a way to cut down any expenses that you possibly can okay any way that you can cut down on expenses do it I mean, it'd be as cheap a motherfucker as you can possibly be. If that means eating free food that, um, you know, let's say the lunch is provided for your work, fucking eat it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's the most disgusting thing that they give you, eat it. Um, if, you know, if you don't have to pay for alcohol, don't fucking pay for alcohol because that shit is expensive and it's bad for you. Um... Any way that you can improve, like let's say you have a car that doesn't get good gas mileage, get a fucking car that gets good gas mileage. Okay, trade in that car. Just get a car that has good gas mileage and drive that thing, and you will be amazed by how much money you will save if you do this. All right. Starting an IRA will also help on your tax expenses uh, every year. So if you max out the um, if you max out your IRA contributions, which should be six thousand if you do a personal. Um, but if you're, you know, with a business, like let's say you have an employer and you do a 5,000 contribution, they can match that uh, and also do a 5,000 contribution for you, which will make it much, much easier for that account to grow by the time you're old and you're able to take the money out. It'll be tax free. So you have so much money in that account that is tax free. Very, very useful. Okay. Very useful. That will help you survive when you get to that age. Okay. Improve your skill set starting not even tomorrow. Start today. Start right now. Find a way to improve your skill set, whether that's through reading self-improvement books, whether that's through getting help or coaching or whatever it may be. Find things that you're not good at and improve them. And more importantly than just that, find something that you like Specialize in it and find a way to monetize that thing that you are so good at. Because if you can monetize that thing that you are so good at, you will make a lot of money. A lot of money. Because people who are average at a lot, you know, a lot of different skills, it doesn't necessarily make you more valuable a person. You may be useful in some cases, but the person that specializes in one thing, Like, let's say a heart surgeon. A heart surgeon specializes in surgeries that involve the heart. That is a very specific thing in the human body that is a very important function of our life. Without the heart, we're dead, okay? Heart problems create big problems, all right? So a person like that, a heart surgeon, cardiologist, you know, whatever, they have a specialty that they have focused on, that they've spent thousands and thousands of hours on, researching, studying, learning about to the point where they know it better than probably they can tie their shoe. And these guys can make a heck of a lot of money out of it. So find a way to find something that you enjoy doing or like that can help a lot of people that you can specialize in. Okay, And do that thing to as good of a degree as you can possibly do. That's the easiest way to make a lot of money from there. And then not only that, find things that you can do in your time on the side, you know, spend an hour or two every day on a side hustle, whatever it may be. Okay. Whether it's like a drop shipping service, an FBA through Amazon, um, by Amazon. There's a lot of different things that you can do that can help you make money on the side, but it's just about how you find a way to monetize it and how can you make the most out of it. So don't be afraid to go after that, okay? Don't be afraid to start a side hustle. And if it fails early on, so be it, okay? That's just an hour of time that you're spending on something. And if it works out, great. If not, you maybe learned a new skill that you can utilize later, okay? So just think about that and really put it into action. Find something you can do. Now, moving on to the next aspect of a problem in life that a lot of people have, and this is something that everyone's dealing with, okay, is vices, a man of a vice or a man that suffers through vices is one that I think is weaker and is one that is less valuable because he's controlled by something that is beyond his ability. And a good example of that, of what a vice may be, is an addiction. So if you have a drug addiction, if you have a porn addiction, if you have a addiction to gambling or if you smoke, if you drink a lot, these are vices that are very, very dangerous to your mind, your body, and your soul, and your being, because it can take away a lot of what makes you a good person as a man. It can take away a lot of what makes you great. People that are controlled by these addictions are powerless to the greatness that they can become, the greatness that can uh, be attained by them. And... I want to say that this is something that I'm sure everybody has gone through. But I think the number one problem now, because smoking is no longer, I would say, as big a problem as it used to be because of the fact that more and more people have switched over to uh, e-cigarettes. And I still am not in favor of doing that. So if you're doing that, I would say stop that. But guys who smoke weed, guys who drink, heavily drink, because there's, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with Having a beer every once in a while, or having a glass of wine every once in a while, or maybe you go and party with friends every once in a while, okay? But I think there's a limit to how much alcohol you should consume at any given point in time. Getting blackout drunk is not a healthy thing to do. Getting extremely wasted is not a healthy thing to do, okay? So find a way to consume less alcohol, find a way to have uh no drugs okay whatever it takes and i'm i'm saying this now as a person who is struggling with a little bit of an addiction okay this addiction that i've had is a vice that i think is terrible it's it's one of the worst addictions that you can have and i think it's one that a lot of men struggle from and i've done the best that i can at different points in time but i think i've failed at being able to control my Uh, My mental state in order to prevent me from doing this thing and it's a it's a difficult difficult thing to overcome Just as many other addictions are. However, what I will say is that It's about learning why you failed and figuring out how can you fail better And if you can fail better and better and better I think then you you can be able to beat whatever addiction it is that you have so if you know that you fail a certain way, find a way to not fail in that way. So like, okay, for instance, if you know that every time you go to a gas station, you go and grab a pack of smokes, don't go to gas stations. Don't Don't buy anything from gas stations, which means don't ever go in there. Okay, don't go into those gas stations because that'll trigger whatever it is in your mind to think, hey, you know what? I'll have a smoke. Okay, so from now on, you're not allowed to go in gas stations. Okay, that's that's a great way to be able to trick your mind into not thinking about doing that thing, because oftentimes when you get into the routine or habit of doing something in a certain place or a certain environment, your mind will get back into that mode or think, hey, I've been here before. I know what this feels like. Okay, I I remember that, you know, that good feeling that I had from doing a certain thing and it may feel good, you know, because of the dopamine And the reward system in your mind and your brain um, that's triggered by that past experience that you had that was briefly a very good experience. Because, um, but if you're able to avoid those situations, which will trigger the reward system in your brain, then no longer will your reward system be kicking or firing for you to do that thing. Okay. And you won't have the temptation of wanting to do that thing. So if you know that. When you go to a club, um, there's a very good chance you're going to, you know, drink, get wasted, get blackout drunk, whatever it may be, then you, you know, avoid clubs entirely. Just tell your, and tell your friends too, if that's your thing, like let's say you go clubbing too much and you drink too much and get wasted, get blackout drunk, tell your friends to, to not take you to a club. Tell your friends that you're not going to a club for a year. And have them hold you accountable to it. Or better yet, just don't even have those friends anymore. Okay? Those vices that you have are going to make or break you. It can affect your mental and your emotional state because if you suffer from a vice and you know it's a problem and you're not able to overcome it or fix it, then you're going to mentally suffer from it because you're going to be fatigued when you try to fight this thing. And if you fail at it, it's going to make it even more difficult to overcome it. Okay, so moving on now to what I think is also a very important topic or a very important problem that a lot of men suffer with is their physical appearance and their health. Okay, so this kind of goes hand in hand with vices. Um, And one of the things I like to say is that and I've heard it all the time, and I think it's the truest statement in every way, shape, or form, is that your health is your wealth. So how can we as men make ourselves better physically? And how can we have the longest, most fulfilling life that we possibly can? Well, the easiest way to do that is to be healthy individuals, live healthy lifestyles, and do the right things for our body that can help us be able to live for a long, long time. Okay. And I'm talking not just, you know, the life, you know, the average lifespan for a man in like, you know, mid to late seventies, I'm saying, no, we want to go to our mid to late eighties or nineties. Even that should be your goal. And that, that should be every man's goal is that you live the best healthy life that you possibly can and push your body in a way that you've never been pushed before in order to achieve that sort of health, uh, physically and you know, create the best appearance for yourself that stands out and attracts other people. Because I think that physically attractive people, and this has been proven, is that physically attractive people are generally seen as more positive, more happy, better to be around, more financially uh, suitable uh, partners for women. So people just like to be around physically attractive people and beings. And so if you're not at that stage in your life where you're physically attractive... You know, young guys, if you're 15, 14, this is not going to be the easiest thing for you right now because you're still probably in that stage of puberty where you're getting a lot of, uh, you know, changing body functions, body parts. You're kind of not really fit in the body that you're in yet. You know, you're, you're tall and skinny or you're, you know, short fat still, but maybe you have a lot of acne or... You don't have a great haircut yet. You haven't really grown up, or as they used to say, load up. But the biggest thing is, as a man, your goal should be to make your health, and uh, you need to approach fitness as a lifestyle. It's not just a once-every-week thing. It's a four, five, six, maybe every day thing for you um, with, when it comes to your health. And the appearance should be a seven-days-a-week thing. So this is a problem that I think a lot of people have because women and, and most guys need to realize this is that women do not want to be with a guy that is ugly and ugly is a very subjective term in some ways, but in oftentimes it's not as subjective as you think, because very often you can just look at someone and say, that's an ugly person. Okay. Guys, you can be short and be attractive. You can be, you know, a four in the face, but be attractive. But it's about how you make yourself look better. And I think a big part of it is, you know, haircut, okay? Fixing your teeth, fixing your skin, okay? That's three things very easily that if you do those three things, you're gonna do, you know, have a pretty good chance of improving your look as a guy. Okay. If you have a lot of, you know, baggy eyes, find a way to fix that, whatever it takes. Okay. Having the appearance of a young, healthy individual is very important. Guys, if you know that you're going to go bald, I'm telling you this now. Like, if you have um, male pattern baldness or you are already showing signs of baldness, just fucking shave that shit and rock it. I'm telling you, if you have the confidence, of a sh- a full shaven head there. Cause there is no confidence quite like that. I'm going to tell you guys right now for the guys that are out there that do have the shaved head. I want you to tell your story about this because I'm telling you, it's so important to be confident in whatever it is you do. But as guys there, you will be the most confident person. If you look your best, if you feel your best, if you look the best, you know, and you walk into a room I, trust me, girls will notice this shit right away because that's the first thing they're going to see and judge you on is how, what do you look like? And another part of appearance is the clothes that you wear. Now, this is important because it's not necessarily always about what it is that you're wearing um, because you don't have to wear $300 clothes to look good. Okay. So A lot of guys make the mistake of purchasing very, very expensive clothes or very, very, very expensive shoes and thinking that it makes them more attractive. The biggest thing to remember is that you need to wear clothes that fit well for you. Fit well for you, okay? I had to say it again because a lot of guys make the mistake of getting clothes that are either way too tight or way too loose, And it very much affects the proportions of their body and does not showcase their physique. And the biggest thing that you can do as a guy is if you have a good physique, wear the clothes that fit you right because it will showcase your physique better. And women love to check out men. No matter what a woman says about, oh, men, women don't sexualize men, that is horse shit. Women love, love to sexualize men and they love to check men out because they're always talking with their other friends. They're always in the group message or they're always saying like, Oh my God, did you see like Brian? Brian had like his biceps bulging out today. Like that shirt. Oh, did you see his butt? Oh my God. Women love to do this thing. Okay. They notice it and it's, it's very instant for them and it turns them on. If they see a guy that wears fitted clothes, that's in very good shape okay, that will make them go crazy, all right, doing this will make you look like a better man, and I think it's important to do that, notice that, and a big part of why I think fitness is so important, and I'm, I'm talking, when I say fitness, guys, I'm, I'm going to give you a good tip here, okay, I'm going to give you a good uh, goal or life style choice right here, get a gym membership, okay, does not have to be a $50 gym membership a week, okay, a $10 a week gym membership, if it has all the free weights and things out there, cardio machines is perfectly fine. but you need a combination of excuse me, you need a combination of free weights and you need a combination of cardio. These two things together are going to help your physique so much because there is one you know there are guys that are very, very um, strong, that don't have great physiques. And there are guys who are very, very, very thin with low body fat that don't have any muscle, that don't have a great physique. Now, the guy, you know, there's there's a fine line between the strong men like a Brian Shaw. And Brian Shaw will get, I'm going to tell you right now, he would get a lot of girls because of the, the fact that he's so strong. And there's a difference between the very, very skinny cross-country, long-distance running guys uh, because... I'm telling you this now, women want to be with somebody who they think can protect them. That's the biggest priority in their life is being protected, okay? So their mindset is, does this guy have a way to provide for me and can he protect me? Those two things kind of go hand in hand, but the thing about uh, a woman wants to be with somebody that's better than them, that's, you know, so that's why women want a guy that's taller than them. Women want a guy that's physically attractive that other women desire, that other women want. If you can become those things you will attract so many women. It's unbelievable, okay? A big reason why athletes are so sought after by women is not just because of their status, but because a lot of these athletes, the two things they have, they have money and they have a good physique. Those two things right there put them at the damn near the top of the list, okay? So if you can... Besides money, if you can get a solid appearance, you can attract a lot of women. Making them stay is a different part of the manhood uh, experience in your life. and Being able to grow up and be able to handle that, that takes a lot more work and effort. And that's something that we can cover more in a later date. But for now, continuing on with the problem in life, let's go ahead and we'll talk about mental health. Okay, A lot of guys like to... I think ignore this part of their life, and I think it's something that is just as important as any other uh, of these four that we've talked about, okay, and that we've covered, but your mental health is going to affect how it is that you interact and how you work throughout the day, because if you're not at your best mentally, I don't care what's going on, it does not matter what else that you have going, it's going to make your job as a man much, much harder. Because if you have something clouding your mind, or clouding your vision, clouding your passion, then you're not going to be able to get the best out of yourself. If you don't have that confidence in yourself, if you don't have that belief in yourself, you will not get the most out of yourself. Okay? And there's a great... There was a, a guy that I was listening to. He was a salesman. Um, and, well, he was a salesman and a CEO, as he said. So he called himself a salesman first and then a CEO second. It was very interesting uh, the way he looked at it. But he said, uh, and he had demonstrated this physically. But he said, you cannot consistently perform at this level if you consistently see uh, if you consistently see yourself at this level. Basically, saying that if you want to con- perform consistently at a high level, but you see yourself at a at a very low level, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that you can do it. Because, and guys, confidence is everything. Confidence is the number one thing that stops you, um, you know, stops you or helps you be able to get that job, get women, make money, whatever it could be. Confidence is the number one thing that if you have it, it is very apparent. It is very apparent and it's very attractive to everyone else. People want to be around a confident person. And I want to say this again. I'm going to reiterate this again. Confidence is important, but don't be cocky. Do not come off as cocky. You want to be confident in yourself. And the best way to do it is to just do your thing right. Do it the right way. Okay? Mental health. Guys... If you need help, I want to tell you this now, and I know a lot of you out there are gonna, you know, you need mental health. Um, you need help with your mental health. Do not be afraid to go seek out help from others, counseling services, you know, family, very close friends. Be willing to seek them out and get help from them. And I, but I would recommend counseling first because. Family and friends may have a more slanted opinion. Um, they can be useful, but I think that for some problems, you need to seek counseling for. Because there's a, um, a client um, privilege where your privacy can be maintained, whereas if you tell something to a family or friend, there is no security of that privacy being maintained. So if you have a more serious um, you know, mental health problem or something that you're dealing with, and you tell somebody that, that word or that info can be spread around without your consent. And then all of a sudden now you're going to be, and you know, you don't want to have to deal with any extra crap that you don't need to. So well, basically what I want to tell you guys is like, if you know that you have some sort of problem going on, like, let's say you have very bad anxiety in social situations or you have depression, um, or, you know, you're just. You're dealing with a lot of stress or you have childhood trauma. You need to go and deal with it now because those I guarantee you when the time come and I'm sure as many of you have experienced, you will deal with these problems and they're going to hit you and, and they will hit you at the worst possible time. Guys, they will hit you at the worst possible time. And if you're not ready for them, if you're not prepared, then it's going to cause great great deal of stress and trauma for you and pain find a way to neutralize and deal with this pain get the help that you need and be able to make the most out of your situation and not only just with that but going back to just health i want to circle back to that when it comes to your health guys don't be afraid to go to a doctor and ask them if something is up no, let's say you have a nagging hip, or you have a, you know, a painful lump in your chest, or something. You know whatever it is, you have something that's you're you're not sure of. You know it like it's not normal, but you you don't know what to do about it, and it's you know you kind of put it off. I'm telling you guys, you need to know, and you need to go get these things dealt with health wise. And not only that, I think you need to know your family's health history very well. So if you know that, like, okay, I've had many relatives in my family that have had heart issues. Okay, I've had a father that had a heart issue. I had a grandfather that had a heart issue. I had a a brother that had a heart issue. You know, if you know these things, then you need to be getting those things checked on very consistently because you do not want to be that person that has that issue. Um, I'm someone that suffers from an illness that is genetic and, um, it's very much detrimental to the health, uh, in my life. And I know it is something that's going to affect me in a consistent manner, uh, as you know, the older I get, and it's something that puts me at a higher risk for, uh, cancer. And so I have to be, you know, I have to get more of these tests done, you know, every so often. Well, more consistently than what most other people do, um, because it could, you know, if I do end up getting that cancer, it's going to be very difficult uh, if I didn't get it seen early, you know, because cancer is the kind of thing where you want it to be spotted and detected early so that you can deal with it very quickly before it becomes a bigger problem. So for me, knowing this, I have to be much more aware of my symptoms, of what I'm experiencing. I'm pretty consistently in contact with my doctor for this. And, um, I'm able to kind of coordinate a plan of attack and knowing all these things, a lot of the food that I eat now, I, you know, and I'm now that I'm living on my own, it's much easier to control the foods that I eat. Um, and I've made a lot of, I cook a lot of my food. I don't re- I really don't like to go out and eat fast food or I don't like to go out and, um, you know, spend a lot of money on food, so if I can save money from cooking, I think it's worth it for me, at least for now, until I get to the point where I have a way to, you know, once I start earning more and more money, then it may be different, but in the current state of my life, it's important for me to maintain my health, and a part of that is the food that I consume, uh, which helps me as an athlete, because I'm still an athlete, compete at the highest level that I can compete at, and keeps my body right. Um, So, if you're dealing with like, let's say a hip pain or you're dealing with, you know, you have a a bad ankle or you have heart pain or chest pain or lung pain or back pain, whatever pain that you have, don't be afraid to go to a doctor and get it diagnosed and get a treatment plan set up for you. And if that treatment plan is not working, then go with another plan. Keep finding a way to solve that problem with your health because... I'm telling you guys this now, if you can minimize the amount of health problems that you have in your everyday life, if you can find a way to minimize all of these things, look, healthcare costs are never going to be cheap. You know, you can, they can do the subsidized plan with, you know, the ACA and whatnot, but healthcare is always going to be expensive. Somebody's going to have to pay for it. And so if you can minimize the amount of health problems that you have, the times that you have to spend in the hospital, it will be of great value to you in the long term, okay? So find, you know, don't be afraid to seek out help from uh, doctors, specialists, mental health, you know, whatever it may be, be very aware of where you are with your health. Be very aware of it. And if something's not going right, Find a way to get it fixed or find someone who can help you fix it, okay? Um, Addictions, vices, you know, you got to get some help and, you know, get get these things out of your life. Cut these, these things out of your life. Money, don't be afraid to find a new way to increase your revenue. Don't be afraid to start a side hustle. Don't be, you know... Just find a way to make more money, but also you need to cut back on your expenses. And when it comes to relationships, be willing to cut away the excess fat in your life and be willing to secure the people in your life that will help bring the most out of you and bring the best out of you and will provide the most enjoyment for your life. Guys, this is a great great episode a lot of things that we covered that were very important i'm very happy that we got to talk about these things so what i want you to take away again is identify those problems in your life be willing to attack these problems be willing to get the help that you need okay find that find what it is that's affecting you and create a, a roadmap or a plan to fixing those problems okay So with that being said, guys, let's man up, boys. I'll see you next time.